<laughs> you are listening to What's Your Number? The chronicles of two well-traveled women as told through sexual experiences. I'm Olivia and I'm in Barcelona. And I'm Mariah recording from Austin, Texas. And this is the podcast where we try to answer the question, what's your number? Today we are talking about number two, um, which is crazy, but first, um, do we have anything else to talk about? Any Anything that we need to go over? I, I think we just went over a lot of... We've been chit-chatting, yeah, we've been chatting, we've been chatting our chit for a while. I mean... Yeah, we're just over here, it's a Saturday morning for me, Saturday evening for you, and... Um, that's right. Yeah, it's you know, around the beginning of 2021 and basically our country is super fucked up right now. But what's new? I mean, we all, we all thought <laughs> we all thought 2021 was going to be better, but here we are. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's it's kind of the vibe um, for sure. I I mean, I'm feeling a little bit far away as as per usual here in Spain and I also haven't left my house in a couple days so dude same no one has really come (laughs) up to me and been like what the fuck is going on yeah you know um so that's kind of been nice I guess but I'm sure it'll happen yeah yeah inevitable inevitable the the judgment from the rest of the world will be uh thrust upon you soon enough it would be swift it would be swift <laughs> it will be swift and it will be it will be uh what do you what do they say swift and un painless pa- not swift painless, and painless though. not painless yeah. yeah not exactly in this case swift and decisive swift and de- decisive oh there you go yeah for sure um, i mean but yeah what about you what have you been doing in your house <laughs> you know i so this is um are the first time I haven't had like a roommate in forever and it's just been so fucking nice to just bop around. I've been super busy. I feel like, you know, since quarantine, I've kind of just gotten comfortable. I mean, obviously I've been super annoyed by the fact that I can't like go out and, you know, do stuff as much. And I I, I miss my social life. I've been kind of away from my um, social circle for like the last year now. But um, it's – also been – I'm just kind of in quarantine mode. I'm in, like, focus mode. I have a million different things that I, like, do throughout the day. And yeah. I, like, go to bed and I'm like, wow, I didn't even get to all of them. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's like- no, dude, I know. <laughs> I never run out of shit to do. Yeah. That's, that's the thing about being an inside person during these times. Agreed. One thing that's I great mean- is I feel like I've been – you know, we've been quarantined long enough and I was unemployed for a while too. So, like – I got through all the annoying tasks and I finally made it to the place where like all the things I was working on were like really fun and interesting to me, which is 
I started out with like a lot of annoying like things that I hadn't dealt with in a while. Oh yeah. I remember you were freaking out. Yeah. 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 You had to do your taxes and you just had a lot of like shit and you were also trying to figure out what you were doing with your life. And yeah, I mean, which for me is just an everyday. Yeah. An everyday thing. (laughs) Yeah. I remember that we were talking about it a lot and, and I, yeah, at the beginning too, I also felt a weird stress of, of, all of the things that I thought I should be getting done because I quote unquote had all the time in the world. But um, what you realize pretty quickly is that the day still just has 24 hours in it and you have to sleep for at least 12, quite a few of those. Yeah. <laughs> for about 12, about half of those are sleeping. So, you know, and then yeah. if you take out eating, cooking, doing the dishes, chilling, working out, stretching, you know, listening yeah. to podcasts, showering, shitting, reading, watching TV, you know, That's you got like day. four hours of work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I've, I have had a super unproductive week, I have to say, besides what we've been doing with the podcast, but I, I just getting back from Ibiza and New Year's and shit and then trying to reset my clock to do something clock I don't know man it's been rough I also just have nothing or anyone telling me that I have to do it besides myself and while usually I'm pretty mean to myself (laughs) and make (laughs) myself do things (laughs) I uh, I don't know something something in me is is having a hard time caring I'm not sure if it's just the general state of the world and how there's so much uncertainty and weirdness or or what maybe I'm just striving less you know I mean I think it's okay I think like peaks and valleys as they say right you know they yeah I think also like you can't underestimate the outward accountability I just started so I mean as you know I just started um an internship and I'm gonna about to start a graduate program in like two weeks so I'm finally have some like outward accountability and it feels super Mm -hmm. good to be honest I was like really nervous for it because I've worked for myself for like the last I mean I haven't worked for myself but I've contracted and managed my own schedule basically for like the last like probably around five years now and yeah really long time yeah I've been like kind of nervous about like actually having to do like what other people do (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Waking up at a certain time and going there. Yeah. And like working remotely, though, it's still super easy. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. I have to say it's kind of nice to have somebody else getting me out of bed in the morning, you know, so to speak. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. I feel like I could use I could use a little bit of that, too. I I mean, and What's cool is I I never was really that I didn't hate having a schedule so much when I was working full time. I think I just hated the amount of scheduled time that I had, you know. Agreed, yeah. Some schedule is is good, but some schedule is good. Yeah. I mean, anything I could, over 20 hours a week of, is you know. <laughs> no, I needed like a volunteer shift at the library. I think that would probably do it for me. <laughs> Yeah, um, at my co-working space, at my co-working space, they do like a work exchange and for like for a membership. And I was like, you know, it's kind of expensive membership. So I was like thinking about doing it. And I I like went in there and I was like, so do you have to like work during your shift? And they were like, yeah, yeah, you like have to do stuff. And I was like, okay, no, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, but I'm not adding like a third job. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, no, no. Definitely not. Um, <sighs> yeah. Well, number so, two. Number two is a – It's kind of an interesting one for, for you. And for me, it's I think just one of Fucking many hilarious, hilarious little – Little Fucking mishaps, amazing. yeah, that <laughs> happened in my life. Um, and so, yeah, should I just kind of get right into it? Yeah, tell the people, tell the people what they want to hear. I know, right? So, I think the some of the things I wrote down for <laughs> for number two last time we had this conversation were um, kind of a redneck, uh, chubby, and a little bit funny. Um, <laughs> You know, just a little. So, so, you know, growing up in the middle of nowhere, uh, Montana, tiny town, um, I, you know, there were the options were limited. Let's just put it that way. There, there weren't that many potential people to fuck. And there's no way right. in hell you're going to do it without everyone finding out. Um, right. But before I get into the story, let's back up just a little bit because I last time you heard from me, I was still dating number one. Um, who was, right. you know, the man who I exchanged virginities with. Although he was not a virgin. I forgot to mention that part. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. so it was a one-way exchange. <laughs> yes, exactly. A one-way exchange, exactly. And, um, yeah, so we were we were just going along. Like, we were pretty happy. And I think I, I then started to get, like, kind of frustrated towards him. Like, he, you know, he smoked a lot of weed and drank a lot. And I think I was just – you know, I think when I kind of went into the relationship, I was like, oh, my God, we have so much in common and we're just in love and we really get each other. We watched the wall together and it was amazing. Oh, you know? So much in common. It's like we both love Pink Floyd and, you know, we had, we had like we had a similar music taste and that really drove that is important. our connection. Yeah, is it? I don't know. Now I kind of feel like I don't care if someone has the same music taste as me. Really? Yeah. Damn. Okay, I'm not saying that it has to be the same. I mean, I wouldn't want it to be the exact same, but we're going to listen to a lot of music together. I mean, I can't not like your music. True, guess, yeah. Like you, it that way. You can't have opposite music tastes, but like – Right. Yeah. Yeah, you can't have – Anyway. Exactly the same. I mean, you can't have okay, – yeah, yeah, that's yeah. impossible, but like I think it used to be much more a criteria though. Like at this age, you know, when I was in high school, it was like, oh, I wouldn't even talk to you if you listen to country, you know? I mean, right, still right, would right. feel it's similarly. It's more of an identity thing. I don't know what I'm – but this is this is what I'm challenging you to imagine <laughs> is right now. List, like dating someone, living with someone, like you live with someone now who blasts the blasts the cunch. Like would that work for <laughs> <The> you? <cunt. laughs> Um, so, okay, so Ryan, my current boyfriend, he listens to, he actually grew up on, like, CMT country. Okay. Um, which, when I, the, probably, like, the, one of the first nights that I was hanging out with him and his friends, like, when we first met and he was, we met in Columbia, his, one of his friends, I was, he, you know, I was having, like, a convo with one of his friends and he was, like, I was like, yeah, we were just talking about how Ryan's great. You know, he's like, yeah, he's a really great guy. I would say the only thing I don't like about him is is, is that he likes country. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, this <clears throat> explains a lot. So you have to say it doesn't matter that much to you. Yeah, anymore. it's true. But he doesn't – I. but, you know, fast forward, he really doesn't, like, listen to country. Like, he's he doesn't listen to country, but it's, like, it's in there somewhere, you know? He listens <laughs> yeah, to yeah, Southern yeah, Rock, which I feel like is essentially country, and 
He listens to what? Uh, Southern rock. Oh, yeah. 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 That's Which, just a euphemism. <laughs> and I I like listen to twangy shit. You know, I like some twangy musicians for sure. But like actual yeah. C&T country or CMT, excuse me, is like where I draw the line. So anyway, I digress. No, I digress. Though. That was that was that was my bad. Sorry. Continue. I mean, so basically, you, guys, like, you both like if you Pink meet Floyd. if you meet somebody who is like this amazing person who you have so much in common with on so many levels, and they're like, "I like Taylor Swift." Are you gonna Are you gonna think twice? Whereas back back in the day, I'd be like, "Oh my god, I like refuse to talk to you." You know, I needless to say, I was stuck up. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think – Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm still a little stuck up. This is what I'm learning about myself because I was about to say yes, I would think twice. But anyways, no, I don't know. I mean, fair whatever. enough. Fair enough. I mean, it's funny because at the time I thought that like liking, <laughs> liking Pink Floyd and like Jeff Buckley and Radiohead and I liked The Shins and, you know, just – Kind of like stuff like that. I liked the wallflowers, stuff like that. I thought that was amazing. You know, I thought yeah, I was like, all. Yeah, just, yeah. yeah. But based on your taste, that your tastes made you a good person. Yeah, I thought that it was reflective of like my intellectualism. I don't know. I mean, I'm not yeah. sure if I consciously thought that, but I kind of did, you know? So yeah, 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 yeah. No, of um, course. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, I think people do get weird about music taste. So like whatever for you know forgiveness to myself back in the day um so yeah so we're going along we like the same music um I'm a sophomore at this point and he just I feel like he he just kind of like I don't want to be too hard on number one I'm not really sure what happened I basically just kind of we just kind of grew apart a little bit I think he like lost his motivation well, at the same time, I was, you know, young and vivacious and wanted – ambitious, you know. I wanted to get out of, like, the town I grew up in and I wanted to do a lot of different things with my life. And I think when I right. gone into our relationship, I was like, wow, I really like this person. We're going to be together for the foreseeable future, you know. And I was kind of reaching a point where that foreseeable future just started to become more and more cloudy and it was just harder for me to see, like, being with him in the future. So – um, Right, right, yeah. right. The foreseeable future was now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It, and and um, you know, to to clarify that, I don't think that it was that obvious to me at the time, because you know, your first breakup, you're not always like, I would, I would like this to be over, because you know, even in the best of times, like it's you don't always get like a clear like, I would like to end this. You're just kind of like, nah, I'm not really feeling this. You know, it, it's more yeah. of a like, I'm not as excited I'm not excited enough to continue this a lot of times like it's not like all of a sudden right. I stop loving you um but it's like right. I still care about you but this is not working um mm -hmm. and I think at the time I didn't really know how like how to realize that and you know I mean I was so freaking young I was like 16 or 17 years old when we broke up um but yeah so as a result I would just like pick fights with him um yeah nice <laughs> <laughs> over dumb shit and you know probably stuff I like had the right to be mad about a lot of times because he was a fucking 17 year old boy who was a fucking idiot sometimes you know of course but I was also a fucking <laughs> idiot um oh wait I said I was gonna be respectful of the people I tell stories <laughs> about um, oh wait yeah <laughs> but you know if you're out there and you're a 17 year old boy you're probably a fucking idiot so 
Anyway. It's better that you know. Or girl. It's like, but yeah, it's just better that you know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, so picked a fight. We broke up. It was kind of a dramatic breakup because, you know, I think that, again, at that age, I just didn't know how to really deal with those emotions. When you break up with somebody, regardless of how, like, you – how much you know that it's, like, the right thing for you, you definitely always get those kind of, like, withdrawal symptoms where you're like, oh, my God, like, this person's gone forever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you always Total withdrawal that. symptoms, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you're not very adept at emotional regulation, which most 17-year-olds aren't um, adept at that, you'll panic when you start to feel those things. And you're like, oh, my God, the love of my life. <laughs> so I think that there was just, like, a lot of, you know, there's a lot of, like, back and forth. We were still, like, hanging out a bit. and um, But, yeah, I think I broke up with him. And then I think I wanted – I tried to get back together with him. And I think he was just, like – I think we like tried it and I think then he broke up with me or something like that. So it was some it was right, you know, tit for tat. Um and I wonder if this is the part where I should talk about how like number one comes up later on in life, but no. <laughs> I will say a little teaser, you know, it's not the last you'll see of number one. Um he makes a small <laughs> cameo appearance in a few episodes. Um but yeah, so I think as a result of that. I'm I'm a, still a teenager, but I'm, like, in my, like, late teenage years. I'm a junior. I think it's, like, the end of my junior year when we break up. And I definitely feel like I want to explore sexually might not be the right word, but, like, I just want to, like, have sex, I think. And I, I want to, like, have hookups. <laughs> I think I, having hookups would be the best way to yeah. explain it because – Yeah, yeah. Sleep around a little. Yeah. Like, it's like you just want to experience stuff, but you don't even really know. You're not, like, in the phase where you can say, like, I want to explore sexually as in, like, I would like to try ass play or, you know, something like that. You don't right. really know enough. You're just, like <laughs> – <laughs> You're, like, there's got to be more than what's on the menu. Yeah, you're like the thing they do in all the high school movies. Like, I want to do that, you know? <laughs> I want to like. Wait, what do they do? Put their penis in a pie? No, well, not that, but just how like people are hooking up with each other. And yeah, I just want to have a hookup, you know? Just like a okay. random hookup. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in the bathroom at a house party. Kind yeah, of just like get drunk and hook up with someone. Like, oh my gosh, yeah. you need to create all this drama or whatever. So yeah, so there's this guy. His name's number two. Um, and, you know, I actually really like this person. Um, just looking back, I have, like, a lot of fondness for him. Um, he was a little bit on, like, the more rednecky side. I don't even want to know, like, who he recently voted for. And I'm sorry. I, that does matter to me, and I'm stuck up for even saying that. But, like, in these times, you know. It's just better not to know. It's yeah, exactly. Um, but he was kind of funny. He was definitely like a little bit chubby, but he was just like, I don't know. He he was just kind of like a goofball, you know. <laughs> and he was super <laughs> honestly. He treated he like he was just like really nice to me. He was always nice to me, and he was I think pretty so nice to were, everybody. You guys were friends, like yeah, we were. He, he was in your class. Yeah, he was in my class. He wasn't in my, like, immediate friend group because I definitely had, like, a posse of people who I'd, like, party with and hang out with. And he wasn't in that, but he was in my actual – he was in my class, my grade. Um, Mm -hmm. And I don't even remember kind of how this happened. Um, We were, like, all partying together one night. And then 
I think he said he was going to like drive me home. And, you know, mm. you know how that goes. You know what that means, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. I think I do. <laughs> and it was like springtime. And so we all kind of had like spring fever, which you really get, I think, when you're oh, yeah. growing up in a small town in Montana and the grass starts being green. like and An the- actual itch. <laughs> yeah. Like you're just like. You're like just ready to shuck off your clothes and and jump in the lake, you know. So, um, yeah. yeah. So he drove me home, and we decided to like stop at the school parking lot <laughs> to have a makeout session, <laughs> which is really close to my house. Um, and so was he? What did he say? He he was just oh, I'll pull over here for a second. Or were you touching each other? I don't or like, really. How did this happen? You know, to who be honest. Turned on, who <laughs> made the turn? Who turned on the turn indicator? I don't remember. I have to say, like, it's kind yeah, of, it's a blur. Was I was pretty drunk. Ago. I was pretty drunk, honestly. Yeah. I think we may have stopped there for, like, some other reason. But I don't know. We were just kind of, like, goofing around. We were We were just, like, high on life, I think. And... Yeah. Yeah. There was just, there was probably like some sexual tension in the air. And he probably was like, he's like, I can make this happen tonight. Yeah. <laughs> he's probably like, well, she's not, she's not rejecting me outright. So like, let's, let's try this. And so, yeah, I think, I don't know. It was just, I don't feel, I don't remember it feeling like particularly like sexual. I think it was kind of, like uh, like the makeout I'm referring right. to. Right. Okay, okay. Okay. I don't remember yeah. that being like particularly sexual. I just remember it being kind of like more like playful, <laughs> in a way, <laughs> and like we were just like laughing and yeah. I think we we're just making out, and then we just decided to like basically we fucked on the football field. <laughs> <laughs> and in a word, <laughs> I don't even. I can't even give the play by play of this because I just remember like we went out until to the fifty yard line. We got out of the truck. We went out to the 50-yard line and just had at it. And I had Friday night lights. I know. I ended up with a. I ended up with like a um like a scrape on my back, basically from where my my back was scraping against the grass. Oh shit! And it wasn't. It wasn't a a lot of scraping. It was just like every thrust like dug me into the grass. But I was like kind of drunk, so I didn't really think much of it. But it ended up being kind of like a scrape. Damn. Yeah. Damn, sex wounds. And, you know, in terms of, like, what the sex was like, like, you know, I, I'm not – I wasn't that, like, attracted to him, you know? So it wasn't – I wasn't like, oh, my God, it was so hot. It was more just, like, I was newly single. It was springtime. And <laughs> we were just like, let's fuck on the football field. The football field was just asking for it, yeah, basically. Exactly. It was like, come hither. It was just one of those experiences, those experiences, as we like to say. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that happened. And then, of course, number one found out, which I wasn't sad about. Because, um, yeah. obviously, Bonus. he <laughs> – Yeah. He had broken up with me at that point. And, my fr- I, like, a lot of people at school found out and thought it was kind of funny. But, like, I don't remember being embarrassed. You know, like it's like everyone kind of found out about it and it was just like this exploit. But I don't remember feeling like particularly like slut shamed about it. I mean, it was weird. It's like weird living in a town that size because just like everyone kind of knows. And who knows if like adults knew, but like our immediate circle kind of knew. And, you know, I think people like laughed about it a bit and I totally laughed about it, too. I was probably like a bit embarrassed that like, you know, that everyone kind of knew about it. But I don't remember feeling like I don't really remember like regretting it too much. 
And you and you felt like it was a decision that you took, you know, consciously, whatever. I mean, you were drunk, but you, you know, you knew what you were doing. You didn't feel like the next day, like, oh, shit, like, what happened? Well, okay, actually, now that I think about it, there may have been a bit of, I mean, I definitely took the decision consciously. Like, I gave affirmative consent, you know, like, I was, uh-huh. I was very much 50-50 instigation. Like, he did not take advantage yeah. of me, any of that. Um. But yeah, I I maybe felt a little bit like I wish that hadn't have been like so public, you know, maybe a little <laughs> bit like I, I think a tad bit. And I and it felt like a bit of like, yeah, like an exploit. But I think I so rebellious. I mean, yeah. there in the open air on your high school yeah. campus. With, I mean, let's just take a moment. Totally. And clap for teenage Mariah. I mean, it's pretty <laughs> fucking amazing. <laughs> I okay. I might be glossing over. Actually, I, the more I look back, I I may have had. I think I may have felt some of that kind of slut shamey kind of feel of like, oh, why did I do that? You know, kind of like a little bit of embarrassment. But I think I quickly yeah, I got know. over it. Like I was laughing about it, like almost like right away, right away. <laughs> and you know, maybe there was like yeah. some of that happening. But I definitely, I there was no residual like guilt or anxiety or any of that stuff. And a, and a large yeah. part of it was, I think, because of him, because he just was always super nice to me. Like, he asked me to hang out a few times, and I was just like, nah, you know. But he, right. he like, he never seemed to, like, really guilt trip me or, like, fault me for that. Right. Like, he was just cool. He, like, played it cool, you know. And I, yeah. I really appreciated him for that. I mean, he's he was nice to me, and, like, we were buddy-buddy for, like, the next, you know, until we graduated. And right, I thought – that was very classy of him. Yeah. Win-win. Yeah. So that was my number two. Are awesome. you ready to do your number two? I'm as ready as I'll ever be, Mariah. <laughs> I hope everyone who's listening is also ready. This one's a, this one's a doozy. Should kind we do it? We should doozy. probably get a trigger warning for this yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. So there's some sexual assault coming up. And yeah. only – Listen, if you're really up for that. Yeah. I mean, it, I don't know. We like everyone like literally stops listening. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's yeah, like it. there's there's a lot of interesting um, topics that are covered as part of this. And I think the discussion is super worth it. It's not like just like a play by play of, you know. Yeah, it's not graphic. Yeah, it's not just overly. Yeah, it's it's a story that impacted Olivia's life and we analyze it as such. That's that's exactly it. Yeah. Um, okay, so <laughs> no, no pressure. Um, but <laughs> yeah, it's a strange, it's a strange thing. So let's um go back a little bit at the at the very end of high school there. Um, number one and I, we were still together, still having fun. And trying to figure out if we wanted to stay together and ultimately decided to uh, go off to college still in a relationship, but in an open relationship. And so I went to college on the East Coast and um, getting there, I was looking around and immediately saw this guy who was super hot, super attractive, um, and he was kind of in that first group of friends that I made, or I guess he was tangentially around. We were in the same dorm, 
So he was around. And I remember even saying to a friend of mine from Missoula, oh, yeah, there's this guy here. He's super hot, but he's way out of my league. And her telling me, I doubt it. Just go for it. You know, (laughs) I just didn't know how cute I was. Yeah, great friend. And also, I don't think anyone at my college was out of my league. I mean, now that I think about like, who who are these 18 year old boys that I thought were out of my league? Please. But um, yeah, you know how it is when, when you're in it, you don't think about it. Yeah. Yeah. The insecurity is so real at that age. Totally. You can't really see yourself maybe ever. Um, But now, you know, with the, with the help of hindsight, I can look back and be like, yeah, so cute, you know? Yeah. Anyways, um, I didn't think that he was interested in me at all, so I kind of had this silent crush. And I was also used to having crushes on guys because, uh, you know, that I was friends with because I had been with number one for um, three years, three years at this point. So, you know, I, because of that, I had these really close friendships with guys in high school and I was just, because I was sort of off limits because I was in a relationship, I was just used to hanging out with guys that I had a crush on all the time and not doing anything. So this felt totally natural to me. And, um, (laughs) (laughs) we, I had a party early on, uh, first, second week of school, um, that was an outdoor party and kind of an annual traditional party at the school. And um, what was not part of the tradition was that a bunch of cops showed up and made a ton of arrests. And oh, man. Yeah, for underage drinking. And they were pretty intense and, you know, handcuff people and all oh this shit. God. Which, yeah, these... Kids were definitely not used to being manhandled by the police. Um, they were, everyone was freaking out and um, running around and hiding and, you know, texting <laughs> on their flip phones and be like, ah, what's going on? Um, so, like a, a classic Kegger story. Totally. Yeah, exactly. But I think that everyone was just, these are a lot of kids who are, like, oh my God, this is going to go on my permanent record. And, yeah. you know, it's not like Montana where if you didn't have an MIP, you weren't doing your job. Yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> people were panicking and we, you know, sheltered in place in my dorm. <laughs> and <laughs> and um, uh, this guy comes around, the guy that I have a crush on. And he's like, so what's going on? And we're like, oh, my gosh, we're freaking out because of the cops. And he's like, yeah, it's really fucking up my night, too, because I can't find anyone to sleep with. (laughs) He's like, yeah, everyone's so freaked out about these cops and no one wants to hook up. He had so much bravado, (laughs) this guy. And... I mean, I just doubt that this was even the real story at all, but he told us that on a regular night, he would just go up to a girl and ask her if she wanted to hang out in his room, and then she would say yes, and then that was it. And we were kind of like, yeah, that's because you're you, and just... Wait, but was was he in your dorm, like, trying to find that person? I mean, I suppose. He lived in my dorm. Yeah. 
I guess okay. he was, he was okay. you know, had kind of come back to home base after striking out. Okay, 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 got it. <laughs> I feel good. I was, because I was, I was envisioning, like, were you in your dorm, like, hall, or were you in your room? Right, right, right. No, I think we were in the common room, if I remember correctly, of my, oh, okay, okay, okay. or maybe my friend's room or something, but there was a group of us. Yeah. So he like wanders by. Yeah. Okay. I got you. He wanders by. Exactly. What's going on in here? Oh, okay. Yeah. You guys are also freaked out about the cops. Whatever. Smell you later, <laughs> bitches. And leaves. And then I get a text a couple hours later and it just says, Do you want to hang out in my room? <laughs> I'm it's like, like, I have found my victim. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. You're getting ahead uh, of the story. Sorry. That was a little too close to home. I'm sorry. A little bit on the nose. I didn't think. I did not think there. <laughs> the poor people listening, they're like, ah, don't yeah. go, don't go. Um, I know. Yeah, just the this nothing bad happens this night. Um, but <laughs> I guess I guess what what is weird about about um or what we have in common you know with our number two stories is that it's for both of us it's our first just hookup you know just down and dirty kind of booty call or whatever you want to call whatever that was that you just told us about um yeah I guess this wasn't exactly a booty call either I mean he's just on the other side of the fucking dorm and it was just a text but it was so just yeah do you want to have sex with me and I said yes so very excited. Didn't you like pull your friends? You like ask. You're like checking That's with your friends. You're like, should I go? Should I go? And they're like, you should go. Yeah. Well, actually, if I remember correctly, the the group was split because one of oh. my friends told me that. <laughs> yeah, because you know it's weird that first year of college, you know, everyone's coming at it from such different angles. So I had these right. two friends of mine, one of whom was had you know had a lot of boyfriends and I had had a lot of sex and she was like do it oh my god he's so hot like this is fucking amazing you know and tell me about it afterwards and then my other friend who never um hadn't had sex was just like oh my god like are you sure you know and so it was kind of one of those and um I ended up going, I think think we all know whose advice I ended up taking, and I tripped down there, and I got down to his hall um, on the first floor, and I am standing outside and text him, I'm here, and I can hear them talking about me, and I can hear him being like, yeah, yeah, I just asked her if she wanted to hang out in my room, and she said yes. Oh my god. So you are you did that make you feel self-conscious? Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. Because then he was like, oh, shh, she's like, here. am I stupid? Like, am I dumb for like doing this? Or what was your thought? I don't think I was like, am I stupid? I like, I mean, I wanted to fuck this guy so bad, Mariah. Like, yeah. I wanted to yeah. fuck number two almost more than I've ever wanted to fuck anyone. I had such a big crush on him and it felt so validating that he wanted to have sex with me because that's where yeah. my mind was at. Um, okay, gotcha. So it wasn't that, but it was like, I didn't need everyone to watch me walk into the room. I just was having a hard time imagining how those like 
how those 10 feet were going to feel. Right. And they felt fucking weird. Yeah. Because I, <laughs> then I hear him go, she's here, she's here, she's here. And then I go, and then I go around. <laughs> oh my God. It's <laughs> awful. It's terrible. And, you know, one of, one of the people who is on his hall is just looking at me like, hi. And I'm like, hi, yes, I'm here. And then, <laughs> and then my friend was uh, in the, had the room next to his. And was just looking at me very judgingly. Later when I asked him what the fuck his problem was, he was like, well, I kind of liked you. Aww. Aww. Whatever. He shouldn't have looked at me like that. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, I mean, whatever. No one was regulating their emotions very well in these first few weeks. I think everyone was just trying to figure out, like, ah, where do I fit in? The Um, time of emotional dysregulation. (laughs) Totally. Totally. Unlike now. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I like now I just I just manage my emotions all the time. I'm yeah. just so emotionally regular. Never gets out LOL. of hand ever. Um <laughs> I know exactly what I want and I do just that at all times. So <laughs> oh, God. I go into his room and we're making out and yeah, second person I've ever kissed, second body I've ever seen naked. It's just Wow, it's the same but different. It's crazy. I'm just having this crazy time. I don't even know what to think. And I mean, what does his body look like? Oh my gosh. Because he's like ridiculously hot, right? Yeah. Isn't that kind of what you're like? Just super conventionally attractive. Just super conventionally attractive. Like he has gotcha. a six pack and he has those like. Not like sex lines kind of thing. Oh yeah. my god! Just yeah. kind of like everything. Everything That's overwhelming. we've been promised. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't know what number one actually looks like, but I know he doesn't have a six pack. <laughs> <laughs> number one. Number one. Number one is so cute, but yeah, yeah it's yeah. not quite like it's not. It's just a different vibe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not like uh like a hundred percent of conventional attractiveness you know in one human right exactly I mean uh, yeah it's just he didn't have a, a fuck boy's body yeah yeah <laughs> this guy has yeah, a fuck yeah. boy's body like just then I didn't you know I just had never seen anything like it so I just hadn't seen much I guess in life mm-hmm. in general and so which, I mean, not to interrupt your story, but mm-hmm. just one last thought on the conventional attractiveness. I mean, I feel like people who are just like that ridiculously good looking, it's hard. I don't know. Don't I've heard people say that they don't tend to have as much personality, mm-hmm. which I don't know. I mean, who knows if that's actually true, but I feel like it is sometimes true. Like, it I feel like be. I have a hard time being like super attracted to people who are just like really conventionally attractive because – I kind of like weirdos. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think, I mean, yeah, it's an interesting thing. I have a friend growing up who you know who is one of the most beautifully, like, beautiful people, whatever, I know. And I think, you know, as far as that kind of goes. Oh, I know this person. You know who I'm talking about. And I think, yeah, I mean, I don't know. We'd have to ask her how she really feels about it. But I think that it's kind of a burden in some ways because she's also happens to be an interesting, smart, talented person. But it it seems like that was always hard for her to get across because it's almost like people didn't want her to be that, you know? They kind of cut her off at the pass sometimes. Yeah. 
And I think that you really have to be an extra special person to be really, really conventionally attractive and interesting because you're going to be battling that all the time. This yeah. guy, number two, is a kind of a weirdo. It does have a does have another side to him, but well, yeah, yeah it contains multitudes, honestly. But um, yeah, he he is not boring or dumb or anything like that he's pretty sharp and and witty and if anything kind of has a dark side kind of a dark side he told me that he had to be in um anger management therapy as a child you know just like Mm. this is kind of a shadow side there but that paints a picture yeah he's intense he's an intense person and very funny and kind of mean Yes. And so, yeah, so there we are. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> okay. He's, well, yeah, so we're naked, and then he asked me if I feel comfortable having sex with him. And I say yes. And so, yeah, sex, weird, you know, just amazing, but kind of crazy. I, it was just, he moved differently. He had a different penis, but it was, we were doing the same things. Again, this was really fucking with me. You know, I just had never, did you feel that the second time you had sex? You're like, it's the same, but different. (laughs) Yeah, I was drunk. And so, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I definitely felt like, I mean, part of it was I wasn't like super attracted to the person. Right. You know, so I was just kind of like, okay, like, you know, it just, it didn't feel like, but yeah, it definitely felt different. I mean, it's funny how kind of foreign um, men's bodies kind of used to feel. Yeah, totally. I mean, anyone else's body feels foreign, but like, I think at the time, yeah, like it was a whole new thing, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Like, I remember number three's penis very clearly. <laughs> and number one's penis. Yeah. Number two's penis, I don't really remember, like, I mean, I don't think I really, like, looked at it much, but I remember how it felt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. I know what you mean. It's, like, it's a formative experience. That second penis, it's just, like, wow, it's doing, it's just because every penis <laughs> is so different, and they don't tell you that. They don't, you don't yeah. know uh, yeah. that it's going to be, like, so, uh, such a different thing, but yeah, so I remember having a great time. Um, but then something happened with the condom. I don't Uh-oh. remember exactly what. It didn't break or anything, but he – it was, like, uncomfortable for him or something. And he took it – he said, yeah, I have to take this off. And then he didn't have any other ones. And mm. I was kind of like, oh, shit. And then – he was like, okay, well, I don't know. And it just seemed like he didn't want to have sex anymore, but I couldn't really tell what was going on. And I was kind of like, okay, are you okay? And then he was like, yeah, no, no, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. He's like, um, we'll just finish another time. And then he says something like, you came really quickly. And which was hilarious because I had not come, like not even <laughs> close. We've been having intercourse for about five minutes, no foreplay. <laughs> Uh, that I recall. Yeah. Or there may have been a little bit, but yeah, I mean, it's not, you know, I did not come. <laughs> so that's what I was kind of wondering. Like, I'm like trying to envision the scene and I'm like, are you like in it, like really turned on or are you just kind of there and like yeah. you're like excited because it's him? 
I mean, I remember being really turned on and really enjoying the sex, but then but then there's this other piece of evidence like maybe the condom dried out, but that doesn't really necessarily mean that you're not into it, but Yeah, I just I, I like know. look back at you know at this at this age too, I think there were a lot of like moments where I kind of was like decided to kind of just be there for the sex. Yeah. Even when I wasn't like dripping wet, you know? Yeah. Whereas I yeah, think yeah. like now that I'm older, I'm like yeah, like I I only have sex when I like want to have sex. Right. Well, you know, I'm, when I'm sure like horny I was and super, ready to go. Yeah, and I'm sure I was super nervous and yeah, and stressed. I mean, yeah. and I yeah. definitely was excited and attracted to him, but yeah, I'm not really sure. It's I kind of it. kind of mysterious that way. Um, he invited you to his room, you went, you're having sex. I get it. You know, it, it all happened very quickly. Yeah. You're following through with the plan. Indeed. Yeah. And it was just so, so – I just that part was like, you came so quickly. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, I do that. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to tell him that I did it. I'm not going to correct him. Oh, um, my God. That would have been amazing, like, though. fucked over his sex life for so long because of that because, like, he probably thought that, like, coming was something that it wasn't. Dude, exactly. I was like, oh, you mean like this sound? Oh, that's not me coming. <laughs> like, that's, that's not what that is. Jesus. But, dude, have you seen Bridgerton? It's. This- oh, my God. Okay. I did you watch have it? seen the first episode, just the first episode. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't want to give too much away, but okay. we can talk about this in a, in a future, on a future episode. Is, but- is there a virginity losing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that, and then also just all of the sex scenes are just. There's absolutely no foreplay. They just go from being fully clothed, standing up, talking to penetration, and they they don't cut away. <laughs> In a lot of the sex scenes, have no cutaways. So, and then they and he. <laughs> And then and the person will come in like thirteen seconds, and so it's okay. it's in oh and with a and it'll be a simultaneous climax oh, thirteen oh, seconds into penetration okay. <laughs> with no foreplay. So I guess what I'm saying and and is just of course number two was confused. I mean that shit is so it's just so yeah. fucking ridiculous. And this is this yeah. is in two thousand and twenty one. Yeah, and and also, like, but I feel like the time that they're covering, like, I mean, not that this is – I'm probably taking this analysis too far, but, like, the time period that they're talking about, like, women had no agency, so, of course, they faked orgasms. No, I'm just kidding. Just watch also, the show. Just watch no, the show. No, no, but it also yeah. kind of feels like a play. Like, that, that whole show feels very play-like to me, so it's almost like they're just – you know, of course. Yeah. No, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. It's not meant to be realistic, but I think of course and of course I can watch it and be like, okay, that's that's whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. But if you uh, have a had- dumb. No, no, sorry, sorry well- <laughs> man out there. <laughs> well, I am very sorry. I mean, I'm just saying if you haven't had sex before, you might think that that's what happens. Oh, totally. It, it takes a while I mean, to find out. We had a whole conversation about this like recently. I mean, it's, it's, oh, I think in the last episode, like it's frustrating that, you know, men are educated about sex from porn. Yeah. Well, in that we don't get any education. I mean, I don't know about you, but in school, did they ever tell you, 
oh, you know, um, women tend to take longer to reach climax. This, you know, this is the clitoris. This is where yeah. you're going to need to start. Uh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> this is how you'll know that a woman has reached climax. Yeah. I mean, there's just basically pregnancy, 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 STDs, pregnancy. Okay, everybody, yeah. <laughs> you can go home now. I know. I, I go on rants about this very same thing a lot because I think that people just aren't really taught about sexual pleasure and it's yeah. frustrating. Yeah. And yeah, it, I mean, it's, yeah, it's upsetting, you know? So anyway, I won't derail you too much because I know you have a lot to get through. Oh my gosh. We can do I ever. I better speed this little train along. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> then we, we end up having sex again. Um, on this really weird night, again, in, in sort of the first couple of weeks at my college, there's this tradition where uh, basically you set your roommate up with someone else uh, at school in the in the class or and actually it's in any class. And everyone gathers together who's participating in this. It's called Screw Your Roommate. Really weird. Ooh. And uh, we... <laughs> gather in this gym and then uh the typically the boys go up to the microphone and say the first line of something like a song lyric or something like that and then the girl who's been given the second line of the song or phrase or whatever stands up and then shouts out the second half and then yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, and then you, and then those two people go off together. Then they <clears throat> pair off, and everyone goes, "Yay!" Mm-hmm. And so we. This feels very East Coasty to me. It's yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's fucking weird. Yeah. Um, and so they, I, I had, I had to do mine first. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to talk about this whole night, which was a general fiasco. But I get paired off with this guy. And then um, number two gets paired off with this other girl who I who I immediately hate. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and we have our nights or whatever. And then we run into each other at a party, and we're with our our respective dates. And we just kind of look at each other. And then he's like, "Should we get out of here?" And then we go back to his room and have sex again. And that part I don't really remember that sex as much I was probably kind of drunk but um I remember I was excited that it happened again and that he had chosen me especially over the girl that he'd been set up with because she was cute and and um also I just hated her so I (laughs) guess I was kind of feeling good about the whole thing but at some point, it got derailed. I don't exactly know why. I remember him asking me about what was happening with me in number three. Spoiler alert. And he also asked me about me in number one. Because at a certain point, I guess he found out that I had a boyfriend. And I don't know if he was trying to communicate or talk shit out with me or just figure out what was going on. And I was just kind of like, haha, and sort of shrugged it off. Um, mm-hmm. Didn't really know how to explain what I wanted, which was probably like a fuck buddy relationship with him. That would have been ideal. I think I kind mm-hmm. of thought that that would just happen. Um, but then instead, we just drifted apart and 
I don't know. I don't really know why, but we just never I think we made our own friends. Um Yeah. In disparate you know, groups. freshman year of college, like things are changing a lot. You're trying to find your place in the school and you know. Exactly. I think we both were. And then we but ended up finding very different places. And he was on a sports team and um started hanging out a lot with them and blah blah blah. And so that first kind of a tenuous group of friends that we had made during those first couple weeks that was the same group quickly disbanded so anyways he goes off on his way I go off on my way we don't really have that much interaction except for I remember him showing up at a party uh where number one was a couple years after that or maybe the next year and um coming up to me and and saying really loudly oh is that number one <laughs> and me being like ha <laughs> yeah and introducing them yeah. um and in him pulling number one to the side and saying something that I didn't hear and I was like what the fuck is going on and then I was feeling really uncomfortable, so I just said that we should leave, and we went back to my dorm room. Number one was at my college visiting me, and then I hear number two come back to my dorm suite, and he's with my roommate or with my friend that lived in the same suite of dorms as me. Weird. Uh Uh-huh. And I can hear him talking about me, or at least I hear my name him mentioning my name a couple of times and I'm in there with number one and I'm just like I really don't want us to hear anything that he's about to say and so I remember starting to make out with number one and kind of just drowning it out or trying to distract him (laughs) not that I had done anything wrong because again open relationship but it didn't seem like anything that we needed to hear I guess and then he ended up having sex with my friend that night and so it was like battle of the sexes it was weird and so not really sure super weird what the fuck that was about and then that's so random that you didn't see him really for that much and then like you ran that night he came back to your suite yeah yeah I mean I think to hook up with my friend but why was he talking about me what a coincidence though like I mean or was it? Or was it? I don't know. He was all <laughs> up in my shit that night. It was bizarre. He, I yeah. don't really know how to explain it. I remember thinking it was really fucking weird. But, um, yeah, so I really don't see much of him, though, is the point. Until the very end of college, uh, there's a senior party. And uh, he, so we're just a couple weeks from graduating, if that and he finds me at the party and we're both super drunk and he goes there you are and i'm like what <laughs> and oh, he's like yeah vibes. super stalker vibes yeah oh i've been looking for you blah 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 we go outside to smoke a cigarette and he's like yeah i know cuz i've just been wanting to find you because you know you're, I just haven't been able to stop thinking about you. It was totally bizarre. Totally didn't make any sense at all because obviously he knew, he'd known where I was the whole time. 
you know, for four years. So yeah. I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, yeah, I guess maybe I just never were really able to get you out of my head because, you know, you took my virginity. Ah! <laughs> Which, you know. <laughs> what the fuck? Didn't know that Dude. at the time. Still yeah, don't know that's... if that's true. There's no way to prove it. Yeah, he just like feels pathological in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. So I, in the moment, I was like, what? And then I asked him about other people that he had told me about having been with. And um, he said, yeah, well, sure, we hooked up or whatever, but we didn't have sex, etc. cetera. And um, so that was so confusing. But I was enjoying his attention again. And I had always had a crush you, on him. I don't, you know, you were also college. like broken up with number one at this point now. Like this is like four years later, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah good call, so, good, yeah. good memory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so right, so I was in the process of breaking up with number one, mm-hmm. and um, and so you're we were ready for some D, definitely ready for some D, definitely. Yeah, yeah exactly. So I was, I was down, and I sort of got separated from my friends we left together uh we went back to his house and I told him that I didn't want to have sex with him and I think that I didn't want to not necessarily because I didn't want to have sex but because I think the last time I felt sort of burned or I had some leftover weird feeling about what had happened the last time um, after we'd slept together a couple of times and then I hadn't heard from him or who knows exactly what actually happened, but I think I just felt like that wasn't great and I thought maybe if I don't have sex with him tonight, we'll keep hanging out and um, you know we can have this little fling here at the end. But I thought that if I had sex with him, then then he wouldn't call me again. Right. And so I was like, yeah, no, let's not have sex. It's just whatever. And he put on a condom, and that confused me. Um, so I asked him why he had a condom on if we weren't going to have sex. And he goes, well, I don't know. I mean, do you want me to take it off? Which is the wrong answer but I just said yeah I mean we're not gonna have sex so take it off and so then we're kind of fooling around or whatever we're kind of yeah it's kind of like rough fooling around to be honest if I remember correctly and it it was fine but I think I didn't really understand what was happening and then I remember passing out well I don't remember but I passed out In his bed. Like, we fell asleep. And then, yeah, when I woke up, he was having sex with me. And I took me a second to figure out what was happening and kind of where I was. And when I figured it out, I yelled at him. Or I pushed him away, and then I was like, what the fuck, dude? What are you doing? And he was like, oh, sorry, and kind of rolled over and went to sleep and then I went back to sleep and um the next morning I'm getting dressed and he's like well 
was such a weird night. I don't really remember anything. And I was like, oh, so you don't remember having sex with me when I was asleep? When I told you I didn't want to? And he was like, I mean, I remember us starting to have sex and you telling me to stop. And I was kind of like, yeah, whatever. Uh, Do you remember telling me that I took your virginity? And he was like, oh, my God, don't tell anyone I said that. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to tell anyone about anything that happened here. Until the podcast that I create years from now. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) And then it'll all come out. Yeah. Yeah, so that that was that. That was that's God, my number this, two. No, this story this story is like honestly so dark. I didn't you added some new details to it from the last time I heard it. It's yeah. so fucking dark. Like yeah, it's he's a manipulative he's manipulative. Yeah. Asshole. And he was lying to himself also. Yeah. Definitely. Like, yeah. And that does not that doesn't make it okay at all. Right, you know, it's a it's such a fucked up. Oh God, how could you? I don't. Yeah, I don't even. How fucked up do you have to be to have sex with a sleeping person? Yeah, a passed out person. So weird. That's really weird. Like I can't imagine having sex with somebody who isn't responding to me. Right. It's uh, some Bill Cosby shit. Yeah. No, I don't know. People do it. But it's extremely fucked up. Yeah. All of his behavior feels really pathological to me, to be honest. Right. When you hear it, when you hear the story, like knowing what, where it ends, then yeah. 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 It's true. When you like know what to look for, but yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's really weird. And, and so what, how did you kind of like deal with this? Like what did, what was, how did, what did you do? You know, I never thought about it as, I never thought much about it to be honest. I didn't think of it as a sexual assault or anything like that. I remember telling- Did you tell any- Okay, sorry, you were just about to say. Oh, no, no worries. I I did tell a friend about it that summer, and um, I think telling her about it um, helped me realize that it had been fucked up, and she was like, oh my god. Um, And so processed it with her and cried and stuff. And then that was it. Actually, what's funny about that is that she was the friend who told me to that he definitely wasn't out of my league and to go for it at the at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And so she knew who he was, and I, she knew who he was to me in the sense that she knew that I'd had this crush on him and everything. So I think she was a good person to talk to about it and kind of understood how it had happened or how something like that would happen um but yeah I mean after that I just really didn't think about it anymore and I stayed in touch with him is the weirdest part of the whole thing and I I think we stayed in touch I wouldn't really instigate it if if my memory serves but he would hit me up probably yearly um until pretty recently yeah the thing that's weird about it to me is um, – or that, like, that kind of strikes me as particularly, I don't know, like, heartbreaking in a way is is that you were coming off of, like, the end of your relationship with number one, you know, and, like, 
I don't want to spoil too many, like how many people you'd like slept with, I guess. But it, you hadn't slept with that many people by the time right. this the last incident happens. Right. And not only that, but like you've primarily had pretty good experiences with people. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah. like I think you were just kind of like trusting and like even just hearing how you went into the night kind of thinking like, okay, well, if I don't have sex with him, like maybe we can – you like really liked him. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah, which is in it that whole that whole complex of not having sex with someone because I like them that will stay with me for a really long time, and I don't know where I got that. I think just a lot of people being dicks, you know. I don't know. Yeah, or and I'm not sure. A where lot that of people believe from. that. Yeah, I know, but That's- it's not true. <laughs> No, it's it's not true. Like it I've, really isn't. I've put it. I've definitely put it to the test multiple times. It just doesn't work like that. It's a defense mechanism, yeah, from, on the part of women, um, yeah, or the part of you know. I think people who feel that, yeah. Sometimes it. I think it feels like as a woman, I can only speak to, from that experience, and I'm sure it's like this for you know, for other people who may may be getting taken advantage of in like a sexual context, but like mm-hmm. it feels like. Yeah, we're sort of taught that men just want, um, you know, one thing from us. And right. if we if we want to be appreciated for those other things, like, we need to, like, dangle sex in front of them, basically. Right. Which, it's a, nothing else works like that. You don't go to the store, to, you know, to shop for a necklace, and then the storekeeper is like, oh, what if I hide all the necklaces and only show you all my other jewelry? Yeah. Then will you buy something else and then come back for the necklace on a later date? It's like, no, you'll just go to another store where they will sell you a necklace. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And... I don't know. It's kind of nice to get like this, I guess just kind of from a purely selfish standpoint, it's nice to like have sex early on so you know what you're dealing with, in my opinion. Yeah. At least that way you fucked. (laughs) I feel like I can't think of a specific example, but I've definitely had experiences where like I meet somebody, think they're great. We like hang out a few times and like delay sex and then we finally have sex and I'm like, okay. Yeah. Well, those are that's a week of my life I won't get back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like I was very invested in the idea of us and now um yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, no, that's extremely fucked up. And and I think when we not to like um, you know, put words in your mouth, but when we first talked about this story, uh you said that you kind of ended up processing it more kind of when all the Brett Kavanaugh stuff was happening. Oh, right. Yeah, that's exactly. And so that was a weird moment to have it all kind of blow up again. But I think like a lot of people at the time, I was really doing a catalog of or Yeah, I was doing inventory of all my sexual experiences and all the times that I felt taken advantage of. And I thought back on that one as, yeah, the really the first one. And um one of one of the more fucked up ones. I mean, a lot of people have gone through a lot of scary shit, um, and you don't really get out of out of it unscathed. I don't think as a woman, like no matter what you do. Um, yeah. But yeah, that one came up for me, and and I think what was just sort of intense about it was that 
I hadn't really processed it very much. And so, and I had stayed in touch with him and I really had to come to terms with the fact that I had really not wanted it to be that. Um, Yeah. I just wanted it to be a miscommunication or I don't even know. Nobody wants to be a victim. Right. Nobody or no, and no one wants to feel that like, you know, in experiences I've had that have been kind of similar, I feel like the part that's made me not want to admit it is the feeling that all somebody would want from me is that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that makes you feel kind of like worthless in a way. Like you're like, Absolutely. oh, well, all the other parts of me didn't matter to this person. And it's just like really dehumanizing. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. And I think I also really struggled with the whole part about how I stayed after that had happened, which I'm not sure why that was so hard for me to get over. Um because I think I thought that if I had really been scared or if it had really been a violation that I would have left. And now, of course, I know that that's not how these things work. And first of all, just on a on more of a biological level, but also I think in the moment, I, I think you were saying this before, the worst thing had already happened, you know? I mean... There wasn't that much to be, I guess, afraid of in the end um, after it had already come to pass. I don't know. I also didn't think I was thinking very clearly. I mean, I was drunk and asleep, but. Yeah. Yeah. And as you said, like you, I wouldn't, maybe not necessarily trusted him still, but you still considered him a friend. Yeah. 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 I think so. Because I think part of it that, part of it that happens is. If you kind of admit, like, this is a dangerous situation, then it kind of, you know, it makes you more fearful. Right. So it's like almost like a, a, a like a self-preservation tactic. Yeah. It's just kind of being like, I'm okay. Like, I chose this. I made that, you know, like, I, I'm a part of this thing, you know, because then, then it feels a little less scary. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So... I don't know. I that, it's a it's a fucked up story. Um, it is a fucked up story. But it's one of it's one of the ones that we have here. <laughs> I know. I, I kind of thought you were gonna be like, so that's my number two. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it is. It, that is my number two. Thanks for listening to What's Your Number? This episode was produced by Moshe and O.H. Greenwood. Our theme music is by No Fancy. Learn more about the podcast at our website, whatsyournumberpod.com. Follow us on Instagram at whatsyournumberpod and on Twitter at therewasthisguy. If you enjoyed what you heard today, leave us a review wherever podcasts are found and subscribe to hear about more sexcapades. 